Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. We are so glad that you're with us this morning. If you're a guest, welcome. If you're joining us online, we welcome you as well. This morning we're starting a new series on the book of Acts. And I don't know about your Bible, but both my uh, printed Bible and even my digital Bible have the subtitle uh, for Acts as the Acts of the Apostles. And this series, as you can see, is titled The Acts of the Holy Spirit. And the reason for this is that the miracles and accomplishments that of the early church outlined in Acts were accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit through the disciples and early believers. Uh, just to give a little context, the Apostle Luke authored both the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Uh, and both of these books are in chronological order. You may or may not know, but a lot of the books of the Bible uh, don't go chronologically. You know, that's the way uh, our Western minds think. Everything needs to be in order. You know, if it happened yesterday, that should be first. If it happened today, that follows. But a lot of the books of the Bible, they just kind of were, were telling the story and wrote it uh, as, they, as they felt it, it presented well and as the Holy Spirit led them. But Luke wanted to present it in order. So both, both the book of Luke and Acts are in chronological order. And what I want us to see this morning is that the book of Luke shows Jesus walking in ministry led of the Holy Spirit. And the book of Acts shows the first believers walking in ministry led of the Holy Spirit. Luke is the Spirit-filled life of Jesus, and Acts is the Spirit-filled life of the believers. Jesus walked out the perfect example of following the Father led by the Holy Spirit And it's the example that we're all called to follow. The Spirit-filled life is the life that we're called to live. Luke chapter 3, verse 16 says that John answered them all saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John had received a revelation from God that Jesus was going to send the Holy Spirit to be received by believers. And in Luke 3, 21 through 22, the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. Verse 21 says, Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. And then in Luke chapter 4, 14 through 15, this passage describes what happened to Jesus immediately after he walked through the temptation in the wilderness after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. It says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So these passages show that Jesus was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was sent by Jesus to us to be our helper. 
And so we see in Luke that before Jesus started his earthly ministry, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that he would listen to and follow the Father perfectly all the way to the cross. And now we're going to jump over to the book of Acts and see how the Holy Spirit filled the believers before they went into ministry. And remember, this book is written by Luke as well, and he actually starts out by referencing it. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In, this, in the first book, speaking of Luke, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. So Jesus told his disciples, do not go anywhere. Do not do anything until you have received the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. Now think about that. This group had been walking with Jesus Christ himself as, their, as his disciples for three years. You would think they would have seen enough and done enough and experienced enough to go out and do the work of their ministry on their own. There's never been a better teacher that's walked the face of this earth than Jesus Christ. And they were directly taught by him for three years. Yet Jesus said, do not go anywhere. Do not do anything until you've received the Holy Spirit. You're not ready. If they they needed the Holy Spirit, and then we saw in Luke that Jesus himself needed the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work of the ministry that the Father had called him to do while he lived on this earth in the flesh, how much more do we need the power of the Holy Spirit to walk out the life that he's called us to live? There's a word from this passage in Acts that I want us uh, to focus on, and it's in verse 8. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This word power is pronounced dunamis in the Greek, and it means power or deed of power. Literally, it describes the ability to perform an activity. It can refer to a competency as when servants are given talents, each one according to his own ability, dunamis. I don't know if you knew that, but if you know the story of the talents where each one was given a different amount and they, uh, you know, one squandered it, the others invested it and doubled it. But that word ability is the same word here for power, the dunamis. So not only does it mean like miraculous power, it means the ability, the physical ability or the knowledge or the wisdom to do what God has called us to do. New Testament authors portray God's dunamis as something he brings into the world to reveal his purposes and to carry them. 
The word dunamis is also used as a term for miracles, both those done by Jesus and by the apostles and other Christians. I think most of the time we only think of it as the miraculous ability when you know a lame man stood or a blind man saw. And it is that, but it's also giving us the ability to do what God has called us to do. The disciples asked Jesus a question after he told them all these things. They said, now are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So Jesus just said, I, you need to wait. Don't do anything till you get the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, this is going to empower you to do the ministry. Do they have any questions about that? No, zero questions about that. They want to know, now is it time for your earthly kingdom to be built? Are we finally going to be in power and overthrow the Romans? Do we get to be in charge? You know, it didn't work out like we thought it was before. We thought you were going to do that first thing, but you went to the cross, you died, you rose again. All that was fantastic. Now you're back. Now is it time for the kingdom to be on earth. And this is what Jesus' basic response was. It isn't for you to know the future. Rather, it's yours to receive the Holy Spirit's power. It's not yours to know the future. It's not yours to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Today, it's yours to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to get this and understand this. They didn't like the place they were at. They didn't like the condition of their nation. They didn't want to be slaves to another nation. And things weren't going the way they thought they were going to. And they wanted out of that situation. They wanted to know when or how. And Jesus said, it's not yours to know any of that. What is for you is to receive the power, the ability to walk out in where I have placed you. To do what I've called you to do. How many times are we in a situation or a circumstance and we just want out of it? We just want it to be over. We just want it to stop. We want God to deliver us. And a lot of times the answer is, it's not time for that. But what it's always time for is a free gift to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to walk through that circumstance, to live in that circumstance, and for God to give you the ability to do what He's called you to do, where He's placed you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, that's what it's time for. That's where we're supposed to live. And with these words, Jesus communicated two things. First of all, that the Holy Spirit is the person and the power by which assistance and ability are given to the believer. Not just for the miraculous healings, but also for everything that we do in the kingdom of God. In John 15:5, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Total dependence on him. How many of you have ever cut a, a live branch? I know you're not supposed to do that um, <laughs> when a tree's growing and flourishing. But when you cut a live branch full of green leaves off of its tree, off of the trunk, off of its source, immediately every, the, the source of its life is gone and it immediately starts to die. And just in a matter of a day or two, all the leaves are dry and not that much longer, the branch is only good to be burned. 
because it lost its source for life. We can't unplug and plug back in and unplug and plug back in and unplug and plug back in and think that we're going to be able to live and walk the way that God's calling us to. He's saying you have to be plugged into me all the time. Every moment of every day, every minute, because that's where the source of life is. I remember, well, throughout my whole life, being in circumstances or or dealing with habits or sins that I wanted to end, and I would pray to God and I would say, I don't want this in my life anymore. And I'd ask Him to take it away. I just want, you know, we always want the immediate, you know, I don't know how many times I've, I've prayed to God, take away my free will. You know, by my free will right now, I want you to take it away so that I have no choice but to follow you. And God's answer is, it's not time for that. The time right now is to receive the power, the ability of the Holy Spirit. And if I'm honest in those times, I would pray that prayer and I would ask that, but then I would unplug again. And I'd walk away and go throughout my day or life. And every time I would stumble or fall again, I'd realize I wasn't getting my life source from Him. You know, I prayed that I said that, but in my heart, I was not honestly seeking Him the way that He called us to seek Him. I wasn't following and I wasn't staying connected to the source, to the trunk of the tree to get my life from Him. And every time we walk away, that happens. And He's constantly calling us back. It's a continual filling that we need in our relationship with Jesus Christ. But it's no credit to us when when we do it. Because the ability, the power comes from the Holy Spirit. And the disciples and the early believers knew this after they had received the Holy Spirit. They never took credit for what was done. Every time someone was healed, every time a miracle was done, they always pointed to God and said, this had nothing to do with us. This is to the glory of Jesus Christ because it's the power of Him through the Holy Spirit that is doing the work of the ministry. He's given this ability freely. It was the power of the Holy Spirit, both the ability to do what they were called and the supernatural power of God that accomplished the healings and miracles. The second thing is that the Holy Spirit must be received. Everything that God gives is free, but it has to be received. It makes me think of if you were to get a Christmas present, uh, and it's beautifully wrapped, and it's exactly what you wanted, uh, but you never open it. You just leave it under the tree, maybe you move it around the house, or carry it with you, but you never unwrap it. You never open it to make use of it. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is available to us to receive, and all we have to do is ask. The gift's sitting there. We just have to go get it and open it and receive it and put it to use, put Him to use. He wants to give us that ability, that power, uh, that life source from the trunk, and we need it every single day, but we have to receive it. In Luke 11, 10 through 13, Jesus said, For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? 
If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? How often do we think of that passage and think it's, well, so we can ask God kind of for whatever we want, and, you know, He's going to give us good gifts. And that, there's, there's some truth to that. There's other passages that say the fruits of the, all the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, all those things we can ask for, and God's going to give us all those good gifts. But this passage, Jesus was specifically talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, how much more if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit is He going to give it to you? All we have to do is ask and receive We sang a song last week, and we sang it again this morning, called Rest on Us. And it's about the Holy Spirit. And the song is referring to the Holy Spirit, and the words from the song directly reference Scripture. I want you to listen to these words again. It says, Fire and wind, come and do it again. Open up the gates, let heaven on in. Come, rest on us. And you may or may not know what portion of the Bible that comes from, but these words are taken from Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4, and that's the passage where after the disciples followed the command of Jesus and did what he commanded them to do and waited, then the Holy Spirit came. Verse 1 says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were, where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you see fire and wind and come rest on us all in that scripture. Fire and wind, come do it again. Come rest on us. The tongues of fire rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, the Helper, the one who would give them the ability to do all that God had planned for them, the one who would work miraculous works through them. And this same Holy Spirit is available to all of us. And all we have to do is ask. When I was um, eight years old, uh, my father got my brother and I together, and he, he opened the Bible and walked us through scriptures on the Holy Spirit and uh, basically kind of like we just did this morning and said, all you have to do is ask and be willing to receive. And we sat there on the floor in our room and we prayed and asked for the Holy Spirit and then we waited. And I don't remember how long it was. It may have been 30 minutes, an hour or so. But he filled the room and he was there and he was present and we received the Holy Spirit. And what I've learned since then is just what I said earlier is is you need that continual refilling. I was filled with the Holy Spirit, but we're leaky vessels. And you constantly need that refilling of the Holy Spirit every day, every moment to be filled by His life to follow Him. And when we continually ask and every morning pray that Jesus Christ would be a witness through us and His light would shine through us and the Holy Spirit would fill us and give us the power, the dunamis, the ability to do what He's called us to do today. He's going to do it because He's a good Father. And when His kids ask for something good, He's going to give it to us. 
He's going to give us that power. He's going to give us that ability. He's going to speak to us so that we can hear Him. He'll open our ears. He'll open our eyes to see what He's doing in the kingdom so that we can participate with Him in that. And all we have to do is ask. Will you stand with me right now? Everyone bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to talk to, there's two groups of people that I'd be talking to here. Uh, first of all, believers that have never asked to receive the Holy Spirit. If you've never asked for the Holy Spirit to fill you, to give you the ability to walk out that life, and like I described earlier, uh, we can't, we cannot do the Christian walk alone. It's impossible. Only by the power of God, only with the Holy Spirit within us can we walk out the walk that He's called us to. Even Paul prayed three times for God to take away something from him. And God's answer was, my grace is sufficient for you. I'll give you the power. I'll give you the grace. But it was one of those things, just like I said earlier, because God wants us to be dependent on Him. If He answered those prayers that we prayed and gave us what we wanted and that power, and it wasn't necessary to stay connected to Him, all of us would walk away. We'd say, thank you very much. Now I don't need you anymore. But the way it works, God says, you're like a branch on a tree. And if you pull away, you're going to lose your life source. You have to stay totally dependent on me. The second group of people would be, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. You know you've received the Holy Spirit. But today you don't feel like it. You're empty. You're tired. You need the ability, the power of God to do what He's called you to do. You need Him to rest on you again today. So if you're in either of those groups, I just ask you to raise your hand and we're going to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come in this place and fill this place and fill us with His Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come in this place right now. Lord, we we acknowledge right now that we can't follow you on our own. We can't do it on our own. We need the blood of your Savior, Jesus Christ, and we need to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability to do what you've called us to do. Father, we ask, your word said, and Jesus said that a good father knows how to give his children good gifts. How much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Well, we're asking you this morning, give us the Holy Spirit that we can do what you've called us to do, that we can live the life you've called us to live, that we can be the witnesses to the world, Lord. That passage that said Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem, Lord, it was saying local and state and national and world, Lord. Come fill us, fill the body of Christ that we can minister to the world as you called us to do. That the light of Jesus Christ would shine like it's never shown before through the body of Christ. For we ask this in your name. Amen. What you heard this morning is truly just foundational. This is not next level Christianity. 
this is the beginning of a walk that will make God the Lord of your life. Make a life with Him possible. It really makes life possible. So, Chris, thank you for showing us where we need to be and what we need to be about in our everyday life. This, y'all, y'all, this is not a, a 201 class. This is a 101 class. And it is very important for you to get this first step. Holy Spirit, come rest on me. Get plugged in. Father God, give me the ability and the power to not separate myself from you. Let me stay plugged in all the time, every day, all day. Amen? A couple of quick announcements for you. This week is going to be a little bit busy, but it's all going to be good. we got a regular Wednesday night children's uh, NCC kids over at the West Building. Y'all know all about that. We also have our once a month, this marriage group, Potluck. It's on Wednesday night, 6.30, over at Common Grounds, the building, just the other side of the West Building, a little small house. Uh, if you're married, it's going to be taco bar night. Bring something that you would bring to a taco bar. Bring your spouse. Bring just enough to share the food, not the spouse. Anyway, bring a little bit of something to share for a taco bar. Come, socialize, uh, join with us, have a good time there. Friday morning, 7 o'clock, same building, Common Grounds, coffee, 7 to 11, four hours of coffee. That should be enough to get you through the weekend. And then Saturday morning, men, young men, old men, all men, it's a breakfast, 8 a.m. over here in the fellowship hall. And afterwards, a big bonus, we're going to have work day. So I know y'all want to come for that. So Saturday morning, bring some shovels, uh, bring a weed eater if you have one, rakes, a wheelbarrow would be great, a couple of chainsaws would be nice. We're just going to do general cleanup, nothing huge, just trying to get ready for winter coming, okay? Let me pray for you guys. Father God, you are so amazing. Holy Spirit, you are incredible. Your presence is just so thick here today. So, Father God, I just ask that you rest on us. Go with us this week as we walk out our lives. Show us who we're to talk to. Lord, show us who needs to be ministered to. And, Father God, I thank you. You give us the ability to be your able-bodied ministers here on this earth in this time in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 